Hi, this is Debbie Happy Cohen. I'm the founder of Joy-Based Living, and you are listening to a podcast called Mine. It is about reclaiming your time, your energy, and your life. Today, I want to talk briefly about joy, authenticity, shame, and trauma, and how to untangle those knots like a whippersnapper and set yourself free. So let's start with a premise, a premise that joy is our true nature. Joy is the energy that grows us up. Joy is the energy that feels so good when it's allowed to flow. Babies know it. Puppies know it. I don't know if flowers know it, but when we watch flowers grow, most of us feel joy about it. So joy is an energy and joy is meant to flow. Imagine it like a crystal clear spring water, just moving, moving, moving. It's meant to move. So authenticity is, joy is one expression of our authenticity. Our authenticity is when we're babies, we cry. That's authentic. I've just learned, you know, that mammals in the wild all of them, like when their babies cry, they hold them close. Crying out loud and for long periods of time could put the baby and the family in danger. In our cultural conditioning, we are taught to suppress our cries, to not feel them, to turn them off. We are also taught to suppress our joy. Don't be too happy. Don't be too loud. Don't be too laughing. Um, You're too much. Things like that. And so what happens is we suppress ourselves instead of hugging ourselves. Our authenticity gets suppressed. Our joy gets suppressed. Now, I want to talk about who the suppressor is, the main suppressor, the big hoo-ha suppressor, and that is shame. I have learned recently a very clear definition of shame that I would like to share with you, and it is that shame is not a feeling. Shame is a perspective. So let's say you're showing up authentically, or you're thinking about showing up authentically, maybe showing up with some of your art or a personal opinion about something that is just true to you. Um, Let's say, I don't know, you want to admit to the world that you love black sunflowers. I don't know. I'm trying to make something up. But but you're afraid that if you admit that you like black sunflowers, uh, what would you be afraid of? What would you be afraid of? You would be afraid of a perspective in your mind of eyes looking down at you with a gaze that says, I don't think so. You're not enough. Your opinion isn't enough. Your showing up isn't enough. You're not enough. Or whatever voice it has. Sometimes it doesn't even have a voice. Sometimes we're just stopped in our tracks and we haven't even heard a word. We just feel this something imposing on us that feels bad, like a shadow that's glooming over us. If you haven't taken any risks lately, you might not even know what I'm talking about. But when you think about taking risks, then it shows up. So just realize it's there because when you realize it's there, you get to take charge of who's in charge. So if we say that shame is a witness and shame is the enemy, then what would be the antidote? The antidote would be kicking it off its throne. And instead, you don't even have to kick it off really often. 
often you don't have to kick it off. Sometimes you do. But often you just have to replace it with a higher authority. And that authority is a loving witness. So imagine the sunshine beaming on you like in, in a good way, like on a, on a cool day. And you're like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And the shame shows up and you're like, Err, I don't like that. Oh, now I'm afraid. And then you let the sun rise and the sun melts away the shame. It evaporates it. And the sh- then the sun looks down at you as a loving witness with a smile and says, you got this. You got this. You are supported by all of life. I have been energizing you all of my life, the sun says to you. I've just been energizing you since the day that you were born through food, through other people, through water, through all kinds of things, through helping this whole planet and the solar system exist the way that it does. I've got your back. You go, girl. And, and so now you're trading out the, the sense of authority from being a shaming perspective witness to being a loving perspective witness. We all want to be witnessed. We are all like little children on a playground going, I'm going to go down the slide. Look at me. We all want to be witnessed. Everybody in the world needs this to a degree and we need to witness others. I mean, the joy of just being present with other people who are simply being themselves is a pleasure. It is a joy in and of itself. And when we don't have to scream for attention because we are surrounded by loving witnesses, then we kind of tone down. We're not so loud. We're softer. We're more at ease. So I promised you I would talk about joy, authenticity, shame, and trauma. So here's the deal. Imagine you're like this flowing stream of water and shame shows up and says, "Mm, you can't go anymore. And the water starts to stagnate. And the water stagnates for so long that it really gets to be like, not drinkable, like it's it's not it's not good water anymore. It's not healthy water anymore. Um, that to me is a state of trauma. That to me is trauma. And so, when you have shame that's been ruling for too long, the authentic self is what is traumatized. The joy gets it gets put in lockdown in the process. And so, how do we undo that? We replace the shaming witness with a loving witness. And at first, if you've been under the shadow of shame for a really long time, and then all of a sudden you step out into the sunlight, it's not going to be comfortable. So what happens in my groups at Joy Based Living is that when people are used to like just feeling seen and, and comfortable with themselves, well, then a new person comes in and they're not used to being seen and they'll just sit there and they'll be really, really, really quiet. But they're kind of like a little animal in a farm and they're just kind of like really big eyes and they're taking everything in and and they come back and they listen again and they come back and they listen again. And then all of a sudden they're like, at some point they begin to relax and be more themselves. And that is the healing of shame. That is the freedom of, uh, I'm not going to say the healing of shame. It is the unshaming. That is the other phrase I learned that I really like the word uh, unshaming, unshaming, unshaming. So we unshame ourselves. We stand in the light of our own being. We let the light of all of our own being be our very best, um, authority figure in our minds and be our very strongest source of strength and courage And through that, when we do that individually with ourselves and we let other people see us for who we are, um, shame doesn't stand a chance. 
shame doesn't stand a chance. The reason I told you that about how you might shy away at first is because if you feel scared, it's okay. It's normal. If you're like, wait, I can't put myself out there. Just be like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I must, I must be in the shadows for so long that I don't even realize, um, you know, how, how isolated I really am inside. And, and so I'll, I'll end with this. One of the things that I noticed that happens is that when people become more present to their own feelings, to their own authenticity, to their own joy, and, and that, that river is allowed to move through them, that stream becomes a river, it's allowed to move, it's allowed to move. Um, what happens is that feeling of freedom starts getting stronger and stronger in them. And then like addictions and compulsions and obsessions, they just start falling away. And because I train people to get into relationships with other people who are going to behave as loving witnesses to themselves and others, um, it becomes a self-perpetuating positive cycle. Like you just keep, you, you just like, cause you're like, oh, so what are you up to? Oh, is that the risk you're taking? And now all of a sudden you're cheering each other on uh, for, for your own for your own joy and your own freedom. And that gives me goosebumps. That's what makes me want to wake up every day. That is the reason I created Joy-Based Living because I knew how to create a lot of really cool things in the world and I knew how to be successful in the world. Um, But honestly, I didn't even want to touch the desire for success with a 10-foot pole unless I had around me uh, a loving community, a kind community of people. I didn't know, I didn't have the word at the time, uh, loving witnesses. But what I had at the time was I want to be surrounded by people who are kind to themselves and to each other. And, and then, you know, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm like kind of a, I would be like the byproduct of their happiness that they would be in my world. And I would wake up every morning and be like, oh, I know that this person is in contact with that person and that person's in contact with that person and look what this person's up to. And so that is my, that is my vision for the whole world. At Joy-Based Living, I call that wholehearted networking. And so sometimes we have wholehearted networking. We have that every week within our, within our group as an official meeting. But wholehearted networking is also uh, introducing people to each other who are the kind of wholehearted people that I'm talking about. And so I want to end with this note. There is nothing in here that is uh, a perfectionism. There's no room for perfectionism is what I mean. There's no room for perfectionism anywhere in this conversation, um, except that it is a byproduct of shame. It is one of shame's greatest helpers. So we don't do that. Um, if we find ourselves slipping and being shaming to ourselves or others, we correct ourselves. We, we correct ourselves and we, we might apologize or we might um, uh, tend to that relationship with ourselves or with another person if we slip. And, and it's okay. And so um, the knowing that it's okay is also the healing of trauma. So keep being sincere. Keep reaching with your heart for what you really want. Allow visions for what's possible to show up inside of you. And I dare you and I challenge you to honor those visions and to celebrate them and set them free. Because when you do that and you unshame yourself along the way, you will experience more freedom and more joy than you have ever dreamed possible in your entire life. And that is my greatest wish for you. 
Thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.